Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hold on to your seats. You are about to engage in a listening experience unlike anything you have ever listened to before. We now present to you Adult Entertainment Radio. This is the Artie and Eric show. With Artie. You shoot me in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. And Eric. Come on, you know I drive great when I'm drunk. Isn't that what makes a man? Mm, sure, that and the pair testicle. The Artie and Eric show. All right, hey everybody. It's Artie. From the Adi and Eric show, I'm uh, no Eric today. Eric is out picking out prom dresses. Uh, apparently, he was invited to a prom. It's going to be his eighth consecutive prom since he's been out of high school. So uh, he's very excited about that. Um, anywho, so I'm going to do the show solo. It's going to be a shot show, probably a 15 minute kind of sh- uh, get together or whatnot. Uh, I'm supposed to be meeting up with Eric tomorrow night, and. Uh, we're going to do a little late-night record show and then post it on, you know, the, the website here on uh, probably Saturday. Uh, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night-ish. We'll see how things go. But uh, basically, uh, I just wanted to get in touch with all the new people who I uh, made contact with during my uh, trip, my last little road trip that I just got back from last night. Um, it was quite the interesting uh, experience. And I kind of wish Eric was here because I'd like to get his input on some of the uh, shenanigans, if you will, that went down while I was uh, touring the greater northeastern part of this country. Um, as many of you know who have been following me online on com probably remembers uh, me talking about this a couple of weeks ago, how you could track me, um, GPS on that site, and see exactly where I am at all times. But uh, in a nutshell, the, the, the trip started off on uh, last Wednesday, uh, the 20th of May. And I, uh, no, excuse me, it was Thursday, the 20th of May. And I uh, took a plane from Boston here, Massachusetts, to Pittsburgh, where I uh, proceeded to rent a car. I thought I was going to get a Chevy Aveiro, one of those little shitbox, uh, you know, teeny-weeny death traps that uh, if a big rig truck hit me, I'd probably die. Um, to my much surprise, I actually uh, got a... Uh, uh, Chrysler uh, PT Cruiser. What does I like to call it? The Loser Cruiser. Uh, this thing was uh, something a man in his uh, 50s, I would say actually a man in his late 60s, um, who something it's something he would drive. It was a quite the uh, miserable vehicle. Good gas mileage, though. I can't complain on that. Uh, and But the handling was all right. But I just felt kind of like a loser. So what I did was I took the car and I slapped on the Adi and Eric show banner on the back of the car. And I was driving around uh, the whole the whole northeast. north Yeah, northeast, I guess you could say. I drove uh, 1,700 miles in a week. And uh, after Pittsburgh, where I got the car, I proceeded to drive to Washington, D.C., where I... Uh, Spent a day in D.C. and went to a Washington Nationals game. And I went out drinking that night. Um, the iPhone was pretty worn out that night, I'm going to tell you. Uh, the battery had died uh, around 11.30-ish that night. And, uh, well, I, I had no idea. I had no way to get to a uh, you know charger. I didn't have my charger on me or whatnot. So I went the night without a phone. Uh, 
luckily I was able to flag a cab down to get myself back to the hotel room. So when I got back to the hotel room, it was probably like 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. I, uh, first thing I did was I plugged, oh, I mean, I was pretty wasted. So the first thing I did was I plugged in my phone and opened the beer. I don't know why drinking a beer was a good idea at that time, but uh, for some reason I thought maybe, eh, I'm already drunk, I might as well have another beer. Plus, um, one of my favorite top three beers is Yingling Lager. It's uh, America's oldest brewery, and you cannot get this in Massachusetts. You can get it as close to Massachusetts as uh, New York State. That's the closest you can get this beer. So uh, I stopped at a uh, packy um, somewhere in Maryland, and I picked up a six-pack, and you know, I wanted to enjoy every minute of it. So I uh, you know, opened the beer, and I laid down in bed for some reason. I passed out, woke up the next morning with the bear still in my hand, half drunk, and my phone on with many, many missed calls and texts from people who I was previously talking to earlier that night and kind of just disappeared. Uh, and when the phone was dead, I couldn't GPS track myself, so for everyone, knew, for all they knew, I was dead somewhere. But it was good that I was, and I survived. So I woke up uh, that morning, I, uh, my next uh, destination was uh, Cleveland, uh, Ohio, and the idea was to go see a... Uh, uh, Indians game that night, which I did. Uh, Cleveland, uh, it's kind of like a ghost town after the lights go down in that place. It's not much to do there. I uh, ex- experienced a few bars, met a few people. Um, it was a very interesting situation. I mean, I want to get into too many details. Cause I'll be talking to Eric of this uh, on further episodes. But uh, and then after that, I, the next day I drove to Michigan to go see some family and stayed with them for a couple of days, see my little cousins and aunt and uncle, which was a very good time. Uh, very uh, nice to relax a little bit and, uh, you know, not dry for another day or two days straight for that matter. After that, I uh, was Monday. Monday afternoon, I decided I was going to head to uh, Indianapolis, which I was going to see a triple-A a uh, ball club there called the Victory. Um, this is when the story starts getting a little more exciting. Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to all the strippers that I met at the Red Goddard Strip Club on uh, South Illinois Street in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, it was one of the only places in the city of Indiana that had the Celtics game on Monday night, and I uh, needed to watch the game considering it was game four, and, you know, perhaps they could have won and took it all, but uh, well, unfortunately they didn't. So I was in this strip club, and I was sitting at this bar that was probably no bigger than maybe five or six people could sit in this thing, and it was like kind of like a corner bar. And... Uh, it was right when you walked into this place, and then you walked into the big room, and that's where they had all the couches and uh, places in which you can get uh, lap dances and whatnot. Uh, so I sat there, watched the game on about a 15-inch TV screen that was about 20 feet away from me. And like I said, it was the only place I could watch the actual game, so uh, I didn't really have much of a choice when it came to basically uh, if I was going to watch the game or not. So I'd watched the game, and I made two new friends who are employees at the place named uh, Shayla and uh, Janelle. Um, and if they're listening, um, I just want to give you a shout-out because you asked me to. And I wish Eric was here again so I could get in more depth conversation with this. But I remember at one point uh, I had texted Eric saying that one of the girls that I just met at the strip club was on Montel Jordan. Uh, now, for you, those who know, that Montel Jordan is a singer whose biggest hit was you're making it hard for me. Was that Montel Jordan? No, this is how we do it was Montel Jordan. There we go. This is how we do it. Yeah. Well, I meant to say Montel Williams. 
And uh, she sat there and told me how and why she was on the show, and it was uh, it was interesting. And uh, yes, yeah, so that was my uh, uh, Monday night. So as I'm leaving the strip club, it's like three thirty in the morning. Um, it was about three two thirty three thirty in the morning. Well, I met these guys two in the army. Well, that's the problem. This is the reason I ended up staying there for so long. There was not much to do. So these two guys, one was from New York, the other one I think was from Pennsylvania, and they were at the strip club also. So I small talked to them. Celtics fans, of course. I don't know why, but they were. So I guess I shouldn't say, of course. But anywho, so I ended up staying with them and drinking all night, and it was a good time. And then uh, they had left and went their separate ways, and I just proceeded to walk back to my hotel, which is probably about a mile away uh, by myself. Now, this strip club was located on a corner in which there was a, in an, uh, not in Elberg, I'm sorry, a White Castle, 24 hours, and a Greyhound bus station that was also uh, open and functional for 24 hours. Uh, it was a little odd, uh, because... Nothing ever happens good at a bus station, especially late at night. So as I'm walking down the street, this large uh, fella who uh, appeared to be, who resembled Dwight Howard in all aspects of the description. And um, Mr. Howard lookalike uh, basically decided he was going to start yelling at little white boy Adi as I was walking down the street. So from the distance, I kept going, hey, hey, you, hey, you, hey, hey. So I started uh well, I, first of all, I didn't acknowledge him, and I continued walking a tad faster. And out of my peripherals, I could uh, kind of hear him walk a little bit faster, and uh, I could hear the footsteps getting close. I was getting a little scared. It's probably the first time in my adult life that I was actually thought I was going to get robbed at this point. I didn't have much money on me at this point, but, I mean, it was still my phone, and then it would have been the same situation I was on uh, Thursday night without the uh, cell phone. So, uh, so what I did was quick thinking. So I, I crossed the street which is something you should always do in a situation like this. And you start walking a little bit faster. So now I've seen him trying to cross the street, and there was a little bit of traffic, so it was slowing about. So I turned around, and he's like, yeah, I'm talking to you. He's like, hey, come over here for a second. Now, no one ever should ever listen to a person who seems to be crazy and is out to potentially rob you, which is what this guy, I basically believe he was trying to do. I assume he just used his last dollar to get off the bus, and his uh, main intention was to harm me and steal my money so he can continue on his journeys from where to where I have no idea. But uh, it wasn't exactly in the greatest part of town, and I wasn't exactly about to take any chances on this adventure. So I, uh, I go, sorry, buddy, I'm in a rush. You got to get out of here. Now, uh, where would I be in a rush at 3.30 in the morning? I can tell you what. To get back to my hotel room and to be safe. Now, Indianapolis... Not a very taxi-filled uh, city. Now, not always Boston. Boston, it's almost impossible to get a taxi cab when you need one. It's like, it seems like you can never get one. And it's just, it's ridiculous. You have to call and whatnot in order for it to even come, and then there's a wait and whatnot. So Indianapolis had absolutely no uh, cabs whatsoever uh, wandering the streets. So I was uh, pretty much shit out of luck to get a cab. So I just, as, as I look back at this guy, I just took off. I banged left on the side street. And ran as fast as I can and kind of did a, a shuffle step and then banged another right and the left. So I zigzagged my way back to the hotel. I figured after about a half mile of running, this guy was not going to be chasing me. He was going to get his next victim coming out of the 24-hour uh, White Castle. So uh, I got back to the hotel room and, you know, I passed out and went to sleep and, uh, you know, went to bed and whatnot. I mean, it was, what, else, what else could I do, right? Uh, excuse me, I'm having another drink of this beautiful uh, Yingling lager. Some good stuff right there. So, so anywho, um, 
So I get back to the hotel room, and then I, uh, it was great because my next day only had a two-hour drive to uh, Cincinnati, which is nice. So I could sleep in a little bit late. So I slept in relatively, uh, about 11 o'clock, and then I uh, left and headed out to us. Uh, well, I did a little walk tour of the city, stuff, some stuff that I missed. But uh, so I, wanted, I, 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 worked, I used to work for this company during high school and stuff. It was a sneaker company called Finish Line. And their uh, home offices were located in Indianapolis along off their uh, very first store. So I wanted to go check it out. So I went and go checked it out in small talk with one of the uh, guys that was working there. Uh, I told him to listen to the show, see if you're listening. I forgot your name, but as you shout out, he was, uh, I think he was a manager or something at the time there. And he was a nice guy. So uh, I went to go visit that and proceeded my way back to, uh, in, uh, to Cincinnati. I got to Cincinnati. I uh, checked in my a nice hotel room. It was a Spring Hill Suites from Marriott. It was like a little couch and a bed and a little desk. It was, it was phenomenal. And I had a swimming pool, which is a plus, because I like, I like hotels with swimming pools, because I enjoy going for a swim when, you know, I have the opportunity to. And the other two hotels, uh, three hotels I stayed prior, I didn't get an opportunity to use their pools. I think only two of them did. One was out, one was in. The one, indoor one at the uh, Indianapolis one was almost like in a dungeon. It was, was kind of weird. I like, have, I like to see some sun and daylight when I'm going swimming. But, uh... So I got to the hotel, took a little nap, then went out to the game. I walked to the game now because uh, I guess it was like six, it was two miles away or something. It wasn't that bad. So it was pretty cool. So I walked there and I got to say, Cincinnati during the day is pretty damn sketchy because I was uh, a little sketched out while I was walking to the game in broad daylight. So now when the game got over, I decided to walk back to my room because I figured I didn't want to waste a cab ride. Then I had to get rid of my camera and my shot glass that I previously bought at the stadium. Well, oh, I should get back to why I was at the stadium. I had bought cheap seats for all these games because I figured, you know, why spend uh, money on a game that I really don't yeah, I want to see, but I really have no uh, desire to, like, you know, get really deep and in depth into it. So I bought a cheap seat. So when I was at the game, I decided I was going to move to another cheap seat up in the upper deck at uh, Great American Ballpark, where an usher asked me for my ticket after I sat down with my bear. And I go, oh, these are my seats. I'm sitting over there. As to think there would not be a problem because the stadium that night only had about 15,000 people. And uh, the stadium was about 50,000 people. So if you want an idea of how many people weren't there, there was a lot. There was a lot of open red seats throughout the stadium. And I was told that I have to sit in my own seat, which I don't understand. I can see if it was sold out. And I was bothering someone. I could see if I, someone came and they really wanted to sit in my, the seat that I'm sitting in because it was theirs. I could understand all that. But what I don't understand is why I was the only one sitting in the section they asked me to leave. So I, I left. I go, F that. And I moved to another seat, which they didn't catch me. So good. But a little word to the Cincinnati Reds. If you're going to uh, basically, if you want people to come to your park, I mean, your team hasn't made the playoffs in 19 years. Um, so maybe we should uh, think about, you know, trying to get some stuff together, you know. You know, maybe, you know, being a little bit nicer to the people that uh, go to actually go to the games. And not to the fact of the matter, it was a Tuesday night, so I didn't think much. I, I figured there would be a couple bars to go to in Cincinnati. Maybe a couple. You know, maybe one. One decent bar that was going to have a handful of people in there that I could actually sit there, enjoy, watch the Lakers game, and have a good time. Well, unbeknownst to me, that they have no nightlife. Apparently what happened, I guess, in the 70s with Larry Flint... The sheriff of the Cincinnati area really hated him or something and really put a, uh, his foot down on any entertainment. Like, I guess they have one strip club in Cincinnati, but it's, you have to wear a bikini. Uh, and that's about as low as they go. So it's like watching a girl in her underwear. I could just go to Victoria's Secrets and ask the ladies to model some stuff for me and get the same effect. Uh, and uh, it would cost me a hell of a lot less money. 
But uh, so I've been. I was told that all the excitement is over the Ohio River in Newport, Kentucky. So I go, all right, I'll give it. I'll give it a whirl. So I uh, got a cab, and uh, the guy drove me over. And it was uh, he was an ex uh, military guy who uh, was telling me about his days in Boston, how he used to. Uh, he was stationed overseas, but he was spent some time in Boston and made some friends and yada yada yada, and had a very interesting uh, Boston story. Uh, he made he liked to point out that we call them bubblers in uh, water fountains and trash barrels instead of garbage cans. Uh, so yeah, that was that was that. And he drops me off in this like ghost town. It looked like a movie scene. The street that he dropped me off on it was uh, Monmouth Avenue. And there was there was a couple things on the street. One was a strip club called the Brass Ass, also known as the Brass Mule. And across the street was Hudler's Cafe. Uh, the combined amount of people in both these places probably ten, and that include the workers that work there. Strip club was really sketchy. Uh, there was this one dancer girl who I thought it was possibly a man. She was very very large for a girl, and then it was uh, it was not much to look at that place. So needless to say, I stayed there for half a Budweiser, and then I left and went across the street to Huddles. In which I stayed there for a little bit more time and watched a little bit of the South game, but. It was just like a sausage fest. It was just very scary. Not that I was looking for anyone. Let me correct myself. But it was very, like, odd. It was like all these locals. and So I'm like, I'm going to call a cab. So the cab I took there, I asked the guy originally, I go, listen, hey, is there any possible way I could uh, get your number so that after I'm done with my uh, exploring Newport, I can get right back? I go, oops, sorry, this is, the last, this is the last for tonight. I'm like, oh. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, so... Uh, I Googled several cab companies, and needless to say, none of them wanted to pick me up because they all ran out of Cincinnati. And Cincinnati is literally a thrown, a, a rock's throw away. Like, you could literally like, touch Cincinnati with pee if you were pissing on the other side of the river. Mm. So uh, I got the buck passed a few times. Finally, the last cab company I called gave me a number of, of the Newport cab company to pick me up. So this guy finally picked me up and brought me back to my hotel room. At 11.45 at night. Uh, needless to say, I didn't spend much time in uh, old Cincinnati. And the next morning I woke up, and uh, I had about a five-hour drive back to uh, Pin- uh, Pittsburgh Airport, where I was going to pick up my flight and fly home around 6.30. So what I wanted to do was, like I was talking earlier about the Yingling Bear. It's a very delicious bear that you can't get in Massachusetts, like I said. So I wanted to take some home with me. So I was thinking about a 12-pack. So what I was going to do was I going to put the bear in my, my carry-on luggage and just check it. And then maybe put my clothes in a large bag and just carry that onto the boat, at uh, the boat, the plane rather. Um, so what I did was that, and I uh, went to the mall. It was the Ohio Valley Mall. I, I, I talked to some of the employees at the finish line over there. I just want to give you a shout out if you listen. And uh, I bought a, a string bag, which I was going to put my clothes in. So I figured that's more than enough to put my clothes in. Well, so I'm almost to Pittsburgh Airport. You know, I go through West Virginia and I get into uh, Pennsylvania, and then I forget. I don't, I don't know Pennsylvania laws, and it's a lot like Massachusetts. I don't think they sell bear in the gas station. So I couldn't find a gas station that was selling bear. Um, Massachusetts is the same way. So I was driving down the street, and I seen the sign of a place that said, we sell bear. And I was like, sweet, I can get bear here. Well, it was a bear distributor, like a bar would use and stuff like that. And they only sold it by the case. So that's 24 bottles of England. Not to mention I had three bottles of, um, uh, we call it, uh, uh, brown ale in my bag, Newcastle brown ale, um, and plus two other bottles of England that I had left over from uh, the other day and whatnot. So I uh, 
I was going to be carrying home about 30 bottles of beer. So I'm like, I'm just going to fit in my carry-on. So I pulled into this abandoned motel, and I'm taking all the clothes out of my bag. Now, mind you, the amount of clothes I took out was way more than could fit into this string bag. So I ended up just putting it in the large finish line bag that it gave me, which made it so much easier. So after that, I just put all my clothes in there, and I fit all these bottles of beer into this suitcase and patted it down with uh, clothes to make it so they won't break. Um, it weighed a lot. And I was actually, when I got to the airport and I put it on the scale, I was like, oh, no. I was like... Uh, I think this thing's going to weigh more than it's supposed to. It weighed 40, 49 pounds, and the limit is 50, so I just made it by a pound. So I checked my luggage, went through security, had a few beers at the bar, and then jumped on my plane and went home. I was very, very ahead of schedule. So I get to the airport, and my, my bag is the first bag to come screaming down the carousel. Um, and when it did, I noticed it was a little damp. So I assumed that I lost a bear or two, uh, which, is, which is true. I lost two beers when I got home. I opened up the luggage, and there it was. One was actually shattered to nothing left to the bottle. It was I couldn't find a piece of glass more than an inch. And another one just leaked out. So needless to say, I got 28 of the 30 beers home, which is success to me because that's it's, it's enough to last me a while. So I'm very, very happy about that. Um, so that's my trip in a nutshell. The Celtics lost that night last night, so uh, we're playing again tomorrow. So... If we're recording tomorrow night, we're gonna we, we probably be after the Celtics game's over. So uh, if you listen to the show before, then go Celtics. Um, this is Adi from the Adi and Eric Show. Make sure you check out wizadi.com. That's W H E R E S A R T Y dot com. Um, I'm launching a line of T-shirts um, and some clothing that I'll be selling on that site fairly soon. So check that out for more details. Uh, and like I said, no Eric here tonight. He's buying prom dresses or whatnot. But I just want to give you, you listeners, a show to listen to, even if it was just 20 minutes. Um, and we're going to be recording, hopefully, tomorrow or this weekend, and we'll have another show for you next week. So you, and then another show uh, next Thursday night. So it's the Adi and Eric show. If you're not a fan of us on Facebook, just uh, search Adi and Eric radio show. Become a, become a friend. As soon as we get 1,000 friends, we're throwing a party. So uh, something to look forward to. And... Uh, yeah, and that's about it. And you can check out all the other old shows we have on the archive page here on aeradioshow.com. So uh, tell a friend, tell a family member, or tell a complete stranger. This is the Adi and Eric Radio Show, or as I like to call it, the Adi and Eric Radio Extravaganza. See you guys next time. Later. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hold on to your seats. You are about to engage in a listening experience. Unlike anything you have ever listened to before. Adult Entertainment Radio. Listen every Thursday night from 9.30 to 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. Here on Wikigood Internet Radio. For more information on Adult Entertainment Radio, check out their website at aeradioshow.com.